Welcome to the Manager Tools Podcast for Monday, September 11th, 2006. Hi, this is Michael Ozan, and on behalf of Mark Horseman and myself, welcome back to Manager Tools. Today, Mark and I conclude our conversations on meal etiquette. As this is the second in the series, if you haven't listened to last week's show, you may wish to. Okay, I'm short on words tonight, so let's just get right on to it. Okay, now the, now the subject that everybody's waiting to hear about. How much do we get to drink at lunch? That's, that's what I want to know. You, you may drink as much water as you like, Mike. Um, uh, well, first of all, let me, let me mention something about iced tea. Iced tea is a common American drink. Uh, it's served everywhere, certainly in the South, in Texas to Georgia and up to Virginia. Of course, it's served everywhere, and there's sweet tea and unsweet tea. Um, I have noticed something that, that actually I am guilty of, um, and it's a subtle thing, but I've noticed it. If you are drinking iced tea with dinner, and dinner is slightly more formal, and you sweeten your tea. Um, I have noticed that other people that I'm eating with when I sweeten my tea notice the pile of sweetener packets that end up being left on the table. Um, if you are normally drinking iced tea at lunchtime, if you're at, a, if you're at a, a diner or a restaurant and they serve tea, I don't think there's a problem there when you're with three or four of your friends or just a, a, a coworker. Um, but if you're at a little bit more formal business dinner where perhaps you're wearing a suit or you're a little bit dressed up you're, and, and there's some business to be conducted, choose water. Simply because the mess that you make in front of you, unless you have a very attentive waiter or waitress, um, is noticeable. And I've seen people raise their eyebrows about it. And I've stopped doing it. I've stopped, I started drinking water at dinner um, simply to avoid the mess that often happens if your tea is not sweetened correctly. To say nothing of the fact that once you get it sweetened correctly, if you're at certain restaurants, they fill it up and they mess up your sweetening. Um, okay. Water so, works just fine. Okay, en- enough cool. about iced tea. Yeah, so let's Probably talk about long. Point. Let's talk about Long Island iced tea. Yeah. <laughs> Alcohol, it is. Um, the rule is, if you choose to drink, and n- never should anyone construe anything we say to mean that you should drink. But if you choose to drink, and it is completely your choice, one mixed drink or perhaps two glasses of wine should be your limit. If you're having a second drink, you're drinking too much. If you're having a third glass of wine, you're drinking too much. And, and please, of course, <laughs> never at breakfast or lunch, folks. Let's, let's be clear about that. Um, in general, we only drink if our host is doing so and, and stick to the one or two rule, even if your host has several. Okay? You're not very fun. Yeah, well, sorry. Now, uh, let's go a step further. What if you're asked if you would like a drink by your host and he or she hasn't ordered yet? In other words, the stage or the tone hasn't been set about whether or not they're going to order a drink. And that's easy, Mike. There's a simple rule for that. Don't drink alcohol. Okay? The only thing worse than not drinking when your host afterwards says, well, I'm going to go ahead and have a beer or I'm going to go have a Cuba Libre um, the only thing worse than not drinking when your host does so is to drink is to drink when your host does not. Well. And whatever you do, please, folks, please, 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 don't change your order and drink 
after you've said no simply because your host has gone ahead and ordered a drink. Gee whiz, have some spine so you don't get a drink tonight. Not a big deal. Um, and, and this is something that I, I guess I'm surprised a lot of people don't know because you can usually find it by find it out by looking at the at a decent wine menu, which is if there are two people and you want to order wine, a bottle of wine is generally thought to serve four glasses. So if you get a bottle of wine and each of you have two glasses, that's the bottle and you're done. Ordering a second bottle is too much. Um, now, uh, Mike, you know a great deal more about wine than I do, but when I think about it from a business perspective, um, if you don't know anything about wine, don't feel obligated to act like you do. If your host suggests you should pick a bottle, don't bluff and simply say, I'm sorry, I'm not that familiar with wine. And you can simply say, I'll defer to your judgment. If yeah, you there's, so- no, there's, there's nothing you can do to impress a wine snob. Yeah, they, they want yeah. they want to feel like they have something over you, so just just let them have it. Yeah, exactly. Um, if you somehow feel obligated to do something and they don't seem to want to make a recommendation, ask your waiter for a recommendation. Um, yes, the recommendation may not be perfect, but it won't be bad. Um, and you know, if it is a dinner meal um, and it's a somewhat nicer than normal meeting, uh, normal normal meal, please, folks, no frozen drinks. Um, as much as I would like to wish otherwise, we are not in Margaritaville. Okay, so uh, do, uh, have we covered alcohol well enough? I, I think so. I'm, I, I'm, I kind of feel like a drink right now, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, just a little bit longer, Mike. Okay, hosting. Um, hosting. Hosting. Are right. we, we're not talking about web server hosting, I assume. No, we're not. There are some simple rules to follow here as well. First of all, if you're going to host someone then obviously you get to pick the restaurant, and that means the restaurant you pick is one you should know well. If you haven't eaten there, you don't know it well. Right. Ideally, you've not only eaten there, but you know the maitre d' or the host or the owner. Now, I, I talk to people all the time about this, Mike. They call me and say, I'm taking a client out to dinner. What should I do? I said, well, what restaurants do you like? And they say, Applebee's. I said, well, okay. Mm. Applebee's, for those of you who don't know, is a, is a chain of casual dining restaurants in the United States, and that's not where you take a client to dinner. Uh, what this means is if you're a manager or if you're an aspiring manager and you're thinking about becoming a manager or an executive someday, you should start every once in a while. It, it, take your spouse to dinner at a nicer restaurant so that you can get to know the nicer restaurants in your town if that's the most likely place that you're going to be taking people to dinner. Um, if for some reason you're in an unfamiliar city, which, hap- city, which happens when you're traveling, ask your hotel ho- hotel concierge. Um, now, if your hotel doesn't have an actual concierge, don't ask anyone at your hotel. The front desk person is not a concierge unless they say, I'm a concierge. And usually that means it's a very nice hotel. Um, do some research. Uh, I generally recommend relying on a trusted friend. Yes, the web helps. Um, please don't ask the bellhop or the person who is at the front, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, at the entrance to the hotel. Um, hey, look at there's... And- if you don't, if you have time, you're not, you, you don't always, but there's nothing wrong if you pick out a restaurant, you get some good advice, you found a restaurant, go over there the day beforehand, beforehand and set the event up. Talk to the maitre d', you know, work out, work out payment plan. We're going to talk about that in a, in a second, but sure. um, you don't have to go yeah. in blind. 
Uh, right. You can go in. You can go in during lunch. You can take 15 minutes and walk in during lunch and say, I, I have a reservation tonight at 730 with, uh, with uh, my name is Smith. I have a reservation at 730. May, may I just look at the restaurant briefly and can I arrange payment now? Yeah. Restaurants, uh, any any reasonably medium to upscale restaurant is happy to take care of that right. for you. And um, pick the table. You, I mean, they'll let you yeah, pick, pick the, the table. table go find the table that you most yeah. want to sit at. Uh, I don't want that one by the kitchen. Maybe this one here in the corner. I mean, yes. Exactly. Um, and if you really want a particular table, and then we're not talking about certain restaurants in New York City, which are impossible to get certain tables at at certain times. Um, again, a $20 bill in the maitre d's hand is not going to hurt you. Um, I have many, many times hosted people, hosted clients at a dinner that I was not at. I called the restaurant. I know the restaurant well. One of them that comes to mind is Jake's Del Mar in, in uh, Del Mar, California. I called the hotel. I called the restaurant and said, this is where I want them to sit. Um, this is, here's my credit card number, and we'll talk about payment again in a little bit, and I'd, I'd like to take care of it in this way. Um, and and uh, my guests were treated fabulously. Um, and that's a fairly normal thing to do uh, if, in fact, you can't be there. I've done it many, many times. Yeah. Hey, um, how about how about once you you've arranged a thing? How about you know canceling? You know, kids got a ball yeah. game, Boy Scout meetings. What, yeah. what about canceling? Yeah, it, it, you, you have to schedule on a day that you know you're going to be able to make it. You you, you don't want to schedule with a fifty percent chance or a seventy percent chance. It's got to be a hundred percent, Mike. You just don't cancel something like this. Your guest has arranged other plans around their family. Uh, their family plans have been altered to arrange this. It's an important part of a business relationship, but it's not something you cancel, period. You just don't do that. Now, okay, you know, if you're in a car accident, fine, okay. Um, but, but other than that, don't cancel. When it comes to ordering at, the, at, at dinner, um, your guests order first before you. You don't go first in order to show them how to order. I've had people say that. Oh, no, I should go first to tell them how to order at this restaurant. No. Um, on the other hand, it is appropriate for you to make a suggestion if, you're, if, if you know the restaurant well, which is one of our rules. Uh, and you, you might say it like this. Uh, the, the restaurant is known for, or they're famous for, or I always like X or Y or Z. You don't actually recommend by saying, I recommend X, because when you recommend something, some diners actually feel like that's what they should have. And if they choose not to, they may, some people may consider that an affront. So you say, well, I, I really like this, or they're known for that. Um, but recommending is, is seen as too strong a statement. Right. And, and think about this before the meal. Don't be surprised. It's if, particularly if somebody's coming from, from out of town and they've never been to this restaurant before, that's, you know, they're likely to ask that question. So, you know, don't. Just, just think about it ahead of time so you don't have to stumble right. when the question's asked. Right. Okay, let's talk about paying. Um, the first rule is to pay in advance. Um, you, you, good restaurants will be happy to take your credit card over the phone. You can explicitly state this to the tip percentage you want to offer. And, and please don't say 10 or 15%. Um, you know, I, I, I'm sure I can get in trouble for saying this, but I wouldn't tip for a, 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 a nice dinner. I wouldn't tip less than 20. And quite frankly, I probably wouldn't tip less than 25%, depending upon the restaurant. At, at certain steakhouses, I might tip as much as 30%, even though that adds significantly to the meal, because I want to send a message to the maitre d', whoever's taken my order, and, and, and therefore to the server, ultimately, um, that... Um, we we want to be taken care of, um, and it makes a difference. It has made a difference a hundred times in in my situation. Um, and I encourage you: don't skimp 
on the tip if you're paying in advance. Right. Let's uh, be clear. Yeah, you're, you're telling this. You're telling this. Uh, I just want to be clear here that you're you're paying in advance and you're telling the server, like, I am going to give you a twenty five percent or a thirty percent tip in in advance. Makes yes. sense. You know, given that tip stands for to ensure performance, it it, it always works. Yes, that's that's a pretty good rule. Now, look, sometimes you can't pay in advance. Something comes up or what, for whatever reason you can't. Um, excuse yourself during the meal before the check comes and arrange to pay away from your table. Why is that? I'm- it, it's simply a way to avoid that awkward moment that the check comes. And if there's any doubt in anyone's mind about what happens, you're taking care of it. And it sends a message that I'm taking care of you right now. That's what hosts do is they're there to take care of their guests. Um, and, and something else I recommend, Mike, and, and it, it, it's a little bit difficult in some situations if you're hosting three or four people and you're in a nice restaurant, is you never know when a credit card machine could go down, when your credit card could be denied. I recommend having cash just in case. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. How, no. how, about, how about, you know, how do you, um, what do you do if when you're getting ready to split the check up that it doesn't round evenly? What do you do about that? <laughs> Ooh, you're touching a nerve here. Um, you never assume there's going to be a shared payment. You, you don't start counting up what you got and what somebody else got. And I'm not talking just about situations where you're clearly the host and you're having a, having a guest with you, like a, like a vendor or, or, or a customer. Of course, you're going to take out those. I'm talking about other times where it may be a gray area about who's going to pay. When the check comes to the table, pick up the check. Never assume there's going to be shared payment. Um, yeah, you know what? I absolutely admit it. I want to be totally clear. I absolutely admit it. You may you may get taken to the cleaners a little bit. You may pay more than you think than your meal was worth because you're paying for somebody else's. But dear gosh, don't stare at that check. If you're in doubt, pick it up. And and you know what? If there's any if there's any doubt in your mind, do yourself a favor. Don't look at the check because if you're going to pick it up. If you then open it and look at it and you don't like the amount, that look is going to cross your face. And, and now you've accepted paying for somebody else's meal, but now you're acting as if they spent too much money on their meal. Don't even look. Put your credit card in there um, and, and, uh, and, and pay it. Um, and, and look, if there's a problem on the check, they charge you too much and you only realize that after the fact. The last thing you're going to do is address a problem on the check in front of your guest um, and as a general rule, I mean, how many times has a bill ever been wrong? I'm sure there are people who said, oh, two times in my life. Well, you've eaten a lot more dinners than two times in your life. Um, and you just ate. They're not going to charge you for the tablecloth. Pay the bill. Um, okay. and, and I'll tell you, I, I can't tell you the number of times that I've been in a situation where I knew I was the guest. There, there was simply no question. In fact, one time I was interviewed which I can't imagine a more clear indication. Someone invited me to an interview for their company and they hosted me for dinner and the check sat at the table and I paid. Huh. And, and I got offered a job and I said no and 80% of my no was just the incredible clumsiness um, that, that this person showed. I didn't know them well and I didn't want to after this. Huh. Um, even among equals, um, if you're going out with three friends at lunch, um, 
There are plenty of people who want to split up the check and be careful about it and so on. Um, <clears throat> and quite frankly, I, I find that to be irritating. I'm not suggesting that that's not a way that you can't, that you should do things. I mean, I, I, some groups always do that and that's fine. But if there's a doubt, pick up the check. And when someone says, well, I'll offer to pay, well, you can get the next one, particularly if there's just two of you. Um, even, even if the bill is going to be $100. Um, now, I, there are some non-managers where that, where that may be a great deal of money, and so I, I certainly want you to be, I want to be sensitive to people's various ability to pay. Um, but the last thing you want to do is have a war over the check when, in fact, this is a business meal. Good. Okay. When does work start? I mean, yeah. there's obviously some chit chat in the beginning, but in, you know, yeah. after you've had, you know, your fifth or seventh um, margarita, like we talked about. There you go. Right. Exactly right. Well, I'll tell you, this is a this is an interesting one, and I I learned this one um, uh, the wrong way, if you will. At dinner, one always waits until the main course to begin speaking about work. Remember, at dinner, you're, you're breaking bread together. You're extending the workday into your personal life. You're saying this relationship is important. If you sit down at the table and you're talking work immediately, you're essentially saying it's no longer about a relationship. We are essentially continuing our workday while we're ingesting fuel. If you, if you break from work and you get to know one another and you talk about baseball or the Wall Street Journal or the London Times or, or um, events in the, the EU or, or Eastern European issues or China or the world is flat, um, which may be related to business but it's not the business at hand, which is negotiating a contract, for instance, or discussing a job offer um, – those are things we do that are designed to get to know one another, to extend the hand of courtesy to one another. And um, it, is, it is a way of saying this relationship is more than just about dollars and cents and about an exchange of goods and services. Um, so you wait until the main course. Um, and executives, particularly executives who are, who are seasoned executives, will appreciate it. It's a way of saying I recognize what's going on here. Um, on the other hand, completely different at lunch and breakfast. Lunch is shortened. There's work to be done to go back to. Um, and uh, so we can talk business as soon as we order at lunch. Once the ordering's done and the waiter or waitress walks away, you can begin talking business then. Breakfast, it's even tighter. The rule is right from the beginning. You can start talking work, talking business the moment you get together at breakfast, and you can talk work all the way through because there's an even tighter schedule. Breakfast tends to be shorter. One other thing about business dinners, Mike, and that is generally a business dinner lasts two to three hours. If you're going much longer than three hours, if you start at 8 p.m., for instance, going much later than 11, and, and this is generally true in North America uh, and in, in Western Europe, um, and I won't vouch for, vouch for it elsewhere, uh, three hours is about the limit that, um, that a business dinner should go. Obviously not the case with breakfast and lunch. Talk a little bit. I, I know we don't talk about um, this too much, but talk, talk about dress a little bit. I'm sure some of our yeah, listeners. Yeah, you know, some breakfast and lunch that. obviously are pretty straightforward. You're going to wear what you're wearing to work. But but if you're going to a business dinner, particularly if you're not going directly from work, although in many cases it, this would apply going directly from work, I suggest you dress up just a little bit. 
take your business attire up a notch. Obviously, if, if you're wearing khakis and, and uh, khaki slacks and, and a polo shirt to work and you're having dinner at 5.30 or 6 o'clock, uh, may not be able to do it. But, but if you have the opportunity and, and uh, um, it, it's going to be at 7 o'clock and there's some, some effort made to allow people to go home, gentlemen, dress up a little bit. Wear a suit. Um, if, you, if you normally wear a suit at work, take your tie up a notch. If, you wear, if you're wearing a light colored suit, change into a dark color suit and wear a silver tie or a solid color tie that's somewhat muted. It tends to look a little bit more formal. Uh, ladies, jewelry is not inappropriate at dinner. Um, if you can, change your flats that you're wearing to work for heels, if that feels more stylish or more formal to you. If you've been sitting all day, Men and ladies both, change your trousers. Wear a pair of fresh trousers that are freshly creased. Or ladies, if you feel comfortable doing so and it's appropriate for, for the venue, change into a skirt. Um, and you, yes, you can wear the same blouse you wore during the day, uh, or you can change your outfit entirely. Those kinds of small things can send a message saying, I recognize what's happening here. Um, we're not simply extending our work day. We're not going to bring out spreadsheets and put them on the table. Um, it's unusual to bring business documents and to push dinner plates aside and say, I need to show you something. Please don't bring a PowerPoint presentation to show to somebody at dinner. Um, dinner is not the place to do that. Dinner is a place to, to create a relationship. And when you're talking, if, if you can't describe it verbally, the venue probably should not be dinner. You could do that before the end of the workday and then at dinner talk about something else related to the business relationship you have. And just changing your dress a little bit, I think it helps change your mental mood and, and, and sets the right tone for the evening. Yeah, I agree. Great. This is um, some fairly straightforward, simple stuff, but I, I think as we discussed earlier, these things are often overlooked. Yeah, and I, and I think what we're doing here, I think we, there are a hundred more rules we could come up with. I think what we're doing is helping people avoid a significant faux pas. Yeah, there are subtleties that you can add to this, and we'd love to hear about them from, from, from listeners and members. Um, but, but what we're trying to do is help you avoid making a big mistake so that you can then focus on the relationship, you can focus on your guest, you can focus on your host, and know that you're not going to make any big mistakes. Uh, and the relationship will grow and strengthen rather than you being nervous the entire time that you're making a mistake. That's great. Thanks, Mark. Really appreciate it. My pleasure, sir. That's it. Be sure to share your thoughts with us on the discussion forums at www.manager-tools.com forward slash forums. Thanks for listening. Both Mark and I truly appreciate the opportunity you afford us by tuning in each week. So until next week, so long. So long.